You can't catch fish. You can't catch fish. You can't catch fish. You can't catch fish. Welcome to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio, and we have one of our... Maybe our favorite, at least one of our favorite co-hosts on the radio today. We have Marco Farrell. And on the line with us, we also have a very special guest. And, uh, Carolyn, you have not been on Fish Talk Radio before, have you? No, I have not, but I'm glad to be here today. Okay. Well, lovely Carolyn is, uh, she's got a tough job. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes, I do. Yes, you do. But, uh, um, you know, we're... Talk a little bit about the uh, the concept of getting on the water and taking the kids and get them introduced to the outdoors. And what better way to do that than take them fishing? Absolutely. And again, it's not a matter of how many fish, or even if you catch any fish, because any place that you go um, that you can go fishing is a beautiful place to be. Yeah, because fish don't grow in ugly places, right? That's that's right. <laughs> but uh, anyway, Carolyn um, is at uh, Lake. Now, it's not the Indian name. It's not. It's it's Comanche. It's not C O. It's C A. Not Cove. Yeah, it's C A. C A. Comanche. That's right. And give us a little bit of an idea about where that is. Well, we are just about one and a half hours east of San Francisco mm-hmm. and about an hour south of Sacramento, California. Mm. And the foothills. Mm. We border a couple of different counties there, so we just try, kind of keep it simple with the hour and a half mm-hmm. east of San Francisco. But um, it's here at Lake Comanche Resort, and we're a full-service lake. We have just about every, something for everybody here. Well... Uh, and if you haven't heard of it, it is uh, actually it's a pretty sizable reservoir, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, we are um, we stretch about ten miles in length, and we have a little over fifty miles of shoreline here. Wow! Yeah. And, you know, obviously this is Fish Talk Radio, so we may want to talk a little bit about fishing. But I think more important than that, oh, by the way, I was just reading an article um, yesterday, the day before, mm-hmm. about recreational vehicles. Yes. And they said that uh, uh, the sales are up 12%. Uh, they're higher than they've been in the last 40 years. And people are starting, you know, to develop that lifestyle. Absolutely. You can see that here at Lake Comanche. We have uh, two different campsites or campgrounds, excuse me, um, on our south shore that are um, full hookups for RVs. And um, there is, there's 200 sites we offer just for just for full hookup, let wow. alone our camps. You know, we have That's 500 huge. campsites. That's it, huge. It is huge, and they're beautiful um we have sites that are all along our um, trout pond, which is not a small pond. That's, and then we have some that are along the lake as well. And you can see that it's been coming up in uh, in popularity there because we are booked still almost every week, and we have you know a sizable amount of people coming, even in the colder weather. Well, let's talk about that for a second. Okay. Um, you know, you think about, you know, taking trips and going camping, but, you know, as we, you know, we're talking about RVs, there's getting to be a more sizable population of people that are taking it up as a lifestyle. 
that are actually living in their RVs are taking extended trips. Yes. And it doesn't really make any difference what time of the year it is. Absolutely. Absolutely. uh, Because you have the comforts of home. Yep. And what better place to do it than somewhere besides a... <laughs> Not someplace without yeah. a lake, right? When you can be somewhere yeah. with a lake. <laughs> right. Well, you know, let's let's talk about RVs just for a second, because I don't know what we're going to be talking about, but um, people, um, you know, sometimes people get the misconception that you have an RV because it's cheaper than a motel. It's not. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> and you're if, right. <laughs> yeah, if you know, if you're if you have an RV and you only use it once or twice a year, then don't buy one. Rent one. Right. But uh, you know, if you have the ability to pick up that lifestyle, it, it's not a matter of um, you know you know what what the cost is or where you do it, because you're always at home. You know, and you don't pack and unpack, and you've got all your stuff, and and uh, you know you've got all the, especially these days, man, these things. You pull up, you know, they got all these slide outs, and you you got this RV that doubles and triples in size. Oh yes, absolutely. But, you dwarf when you stand outside of them. That's for sure. You're just yeah. in awe of how big they are at yeah. times. <laughs> but really, all you need, I mean, you can put a little. You know, all you really need is a tent. Right, exactly, and that's we also offer uh, tent sites. We have over five hundred ten, uh, tent sites alone, and then mm-hmm. we also have equestrian sites. Even for those of you, you know, people that want horse? to bring their horse as well. Oh, how cool is that? Yeah, it's really cool. But they're beautiful sites for the mm-hmm. equestrian sites. So, yeah, Marco, have you ever fished from a horse? <laughs> I have not, but well, there's a chance. Yeah. Well, yeah, what, what about? Be interesting. How, hey, Marco, what about a seahorse? I'd li- I'd like to do that. <laughs> hey, tell us about the fishing up there. What's going on right now? Well, we have um, we plant um, Mount Lass and trout from October through May weekly, and we've already wow. t- planted twelve thousand pounds. Wow! Or uh, just yeah, you know, in the last couple of weeks, what and are they, um, they probably average about about twelve. Ounces, twelve ounces to a pound a piece, something like that. Um, at the, that's a minimum, and then we do have five percent of each plant is trophy size. Mm. So um, there's, they're beautiful. I watched the plant. Um, I got to w- witness it myself one day when I was here, and uh, there's some big trout. Let me tell you, I was really surprised. But we also have, um, we're known for our largemouth and spotted bass, as well as catfishing, and mm. um, and then there's uh, the crappie as well. But mm-hmm. um, They've been out there. The fishermen have been here daily, just you know, whacking them. Yeah, whacking. Now that the temperatures dropped for those, especially for the trout, it's just like the trout are happy, and so are the mm-hmm. fishermen. Yeah, <laughs> well, I was to say, trout's more of a cold water fish, right? Right, right, right. and that's I mean, why we're fortunate to have such yeah. a um, you know uh, yeah. the amount of water we have right now yeah. because I mean, it keeps the, them happy. Yeah. The bass, you know, might like warmer water, but the trout like cooler water. Right. Um, so. Um, yeah, again, we're not looking for a fishing report, but right. we'd like to get an idea. Now, the trout uh, are, you know, are they down? Are they up? Or They've been uh, down. Yeah. yeah, they've been doing, yeah, they've been, you know, doing well uh, in a little bit deeper water. Um, but our pond, our, our trout pond is over 100 feet deep. It's not just a little, you know, backyard pond, that's mm-hmm. for sure. Wow. And we also have a special area when you're talking about families camping and coming out. Um, we have special areas just for the children. Now, you mentioned a trout pond. Is that something separate from the lake? It is separate from the lake. Absolutely, yes. Mm-hmm. It, and um, that is, it's a beautiful pond. And like I said, it's over, I know that it's over 100 feet deep. 
and um, that's where we have RV sites. Um, we have some that go border right along the pond, mm-hmm. and um, and then we have the children's uh, areas. Okay, and what about people that are interested in fly fishing? Fly fishing. A lot of people actually do the fly fishing right out there at, on the pond. They you know get in their little tubes and go out there, and um, it's been. Uh, like mm-hmm. I said, it's been good for everybody, but there is something for everybody out okay. too. Well, you know, before we get too far along, because we've got a limited amount of time, uh-huh. give us a little bit more information about the lake, how to get in touch with you, and the things that people might want to know about if they've got an RV or if they just got a, you know, a pup tent. And well, how do they find you? And, and, no uh, problem. Yes. So we um, we are on Facebook, of course, at Lake Comanche on our Facebook page and then we also um, have a website which is lakecomancheresort.com mm-hmm. and either place like that you can find us and of course we have an 800 number which is 1-800-763-5121 okay and Carolyn, Carolyn we, have, we, go ahead. we have to mention mm-hmm. that Lake Comanche is part of an organization that has, what, 26, I think, different facilities? Yes, we do. Yes. Yes. And, and, and what is the name of that? That is the California Parks Company. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a wonderful place. And we have, yeah, we have like 20 different, you know, uh, Lake Nyap uh, down there uh, is part of our, is one of our sister lakes. Like, mm-hmm. Lake Nacimiento, correct? Nacimiento. Am I pronouncing that correct? Nacimiento, yep. Yeah, you're, that's you're, your area, yeah, not you're, mine. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Matter of fact, we have a guest uh, a little bit later on. It's a bass angler. He's up there right now. It's Nacimiento. Nacimiento. But, uh, but the website is calparksco.com, right? Correct. Okay. Yes. Carolyn, you did great. You were worried about coming on the radio. You're a, you're a, you're a pro. <laughs> well, thank okay. Thanks, Carolyn. If you are still using a plastic hard shell cooler, things have changed for the better. AO coolers are lighter with twice the efficiency of the traditional bulky coolers. AO coolers are the best available soft-sided cooler with three-quarter inch high-density closed-cell foam insulation. They will keep ice frozen for 24 hours in hot weather. Easy to carry, less space, it fits product inside for better performance. Go to aocoolers.com to order or find a retailer available at West Marine. For your outdoor adventure in the West, CalParksCO.com is required. CalParks has 24 prime locations for camping, fishing, or boating. Shasta Trinity Recreation Area is breathtakingly beautiful with all amenities, offering the best camping in California. California's largest reservoir, Diamond Valley, is just 90 miles from Los Angeles or San Diego, designed for an incredible fishery. At Silver Falls Lodge in Oregon, no need to rough it. Stunning beauty and first-class accommodations. Whatever your desire, CalParksCO.com has it. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. 
The road stretches for miles in front of you. And with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway. So your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back motor trend truck of the year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive. Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan, along with Marco Farrell. And we have the man. You know, when it comes to fishing line, I would, you know, Clay, maybe I shouldn't ask this question. Because you never ask a question you don't know the answer to. But... <laughs> But who would you say is probably the largest fishing line manufacturer in the world? Um, you know, as far as consumer fishing line is concerned, and you, you take things like long lines and weed eater line and stuff like that out of the mix, I would say that that our collection of companies are. That, uh, that Berkeley is, uh, we do know in market share reports that Berkeley is the number one uh, fishing line in the United States and Canada. That's production. Well, would you, would you say our line, because uh, I know that you're part of Pure Fishing, and you, yes. guys, you guys pretty much own the market in the fishing industry, but how many different lines does Berkeley have as far as fishing lines? Oh, gosh. I was just taking a look at it. I mean, sub-series alone that we have, we have, uh, you know, 15 to 20 of them uh, just in the United States. uh, And uh, more than that around the world, uh, there are some lines uh, that are sold in some other countries that we don't sell uh, here in the United States. So Mm -hmm. it's it's quite a a collection. It's still like anything else, though, you know, um, collects into five or six series of lines that are the you know mm-hmm. dominant sellers, um, but uh, but we have a lot of specialty lines too. Well, let's let's kind of go over a little bit, if you don't mind, people that are that are interested. Uh, and we've got listening to us. We have people that are trying to catch three hundred pound tuna, and people that are looking for a, a trophy bass that's five or six pounds. Right, and that's why we do have a bunch of different lines. Uh, 
you know, John, it's, it, it, there, you know, when you look at it, it's basically, I mean, I say, I say sometimes to my friends and, and, uh, and, and people I come in contact with, you know, where I'm charged with trying to make string exciting, right? (laughs) That's, that's my job. Um, but it's, but it's high tech string, right? And it's very, very important. It's the, it's the connection that we have between, um, our rods, our reels and the bait and of course the fish we're all seeking and so there are a wide range of types of line there are a wide range of sizes colors uh, uh, characteristics and and of course a price value relationship to mm-hmm. like anything else and so it basically collects into three different types now let's let's set fly fishing aside for a minute okay that's a whole different world um, and let's uh, you know there are still some Dacron braids out there that really? people use in saltwater mm-hmm. well what yeah. I'm, I'm just curious uh, was it for rock fishing why would you use Dacron uh, it's cheaper. Um, really? You know, it it it's somewhere between a you know it it's it it would be thinner than a nylon and it's very flexible, but much cheaper than the high tech material that mm-hmm. uh, you know Marco had mentioned. Can we were when we we're kind of offline about Spectra? Um, Spectra is a brand of a material that's called it's a mouthful high molecular weight gel spun polyethylene. Uh, a lot of people call it PE. Yeah. All right, that's kind of what they call it in in Asia. Well, and it, it used to be Kevlar, wasn't it? Is that still the same? No, 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 no. It's Kevlar. I mean, I'm no, I'm no chemist, but the chemists tell me they're not alike at all. Uh, Kevlar is a, a whole different type of material. It's an aramid fiber, and aramid fibers, they tell me, uh, while they're they got very high strength and and so forth. Um, the problem with the Kevlar lines were that the UV rays in the sun would break them down pretty quickly, ah. make them brittle, and. Uh, polyethylene, that doesn't happen. Uh, polyethylene is very, uh, you know, handles the sun well. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we have these three types now. We, nylon is still the, you know, what, what a lot of people just call mono, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, nylon is the, still the, the most sold line across the world. Um, it's, what? It's flexible. It's easy to use. It's, um, it's cheaper, right? Um, I don't know what you're talking about. Then uh, you've got. Hey, I, I thought I heard somebody say I didn't know what you were talking about. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> keep keep going. Yeah, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> then um, and sometimes I don't. You know. Um, <laughs> so then the next group is uh, would be fluorocarbon, and uh, fluorocarbon looks like a monofilament line, but it is a whole different chemical. Um, it is a uh, fluoropolymer, and it, it's heavier than nylon. Um, and it has some cool properties, like it bends light, kind of like water does. Um, so it tends to want to disappear better than any other type of line. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also denser, uh, which means it'll sink. And so you, yeah, yeah, you end it doesn't, up... Yeah, it does absorb water. It doesn't, no, yeah. it doesn't absorb water. It uh, has a, a number of interesting properties, but... 
because it doesn't absorb water, it doesn't get any limper once it gets wet, and mm-hmm. uh, a, a nylon will. So our job, you know, in, in our business is to make that line to start with just as limp and easy to use as we possibly can, because mm-hmm. uh, it's not going to change. Um, then the third type of line we were beginning to talk about, and, and those are the um, the super braids, okay? Mm-hmm. There's some people call them braids, some micro people braid, call them yeah. micro mm-hmm. braids, mm-hmm. some call them super lines, um, and, and they are made out of this chemical and uh, a couple brands of that chemical and the West Coast uh, the Spectra people have done a really good job of branding the brand that, and uh, a lot of people I heard Marco refer to it as Spectraline okay um, it's we make ours out of Dyneema which is another brand of this very mm-hmm. similar stuff and uh, Dyneema invented it so the Dyneema version is just a smidge stronger um, than than the comparable Spectra, and that's why we use it mm-hmm. primarily. And uh, but it's it's amazing in that it's three times stronger than nylon at the same diameter, three mm-hmm. to four times. Right. And doesn't have any stretch, uh, doesn't absorb water at all into itself, but it can uh, pick up water within its fiber, kind of mm-hmm. like. A hairbrush can. If you dip a hairbrush in the water, you can fling well, water. Well, the thing is, is, you know, what popular now is the smaller reels, and you can even take a a, uh, uh, a spinning reel and and, and put uh, you know twenty thirty pound on it, and you know put a couple hundred yards on it. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, you can, and and you know, a kind of a rule, just physical rule in fishing line, is that. Generally speaking, the thinner the line is, the farther it'll cast with the same weight of lure, Mm -hmm. right? Right. So you will get better casting distance with a braid of the same Mm -hmm. brake strength. Yeah, it seems to be getting very very popular in the the bass circuit. Uh, A a quick story. Um, Things have changed so much. And at Berkeley, things are changing at the speed of light. You guys are incredible. It's like this, you know. It's like the space race. Uh, <laughs> but uh, one of the the first time, I think I ever used, you know, what you call the micro braid. Um, I, I, you know, went to my favorite tackle shop, and you know the the owner was, you know, was was very much an expert, and he wound my reel with uh, the microfiber, and I took it to Alaska. And I hooked on to a sizable salmon, a big one. And I had about maybe, I don't know, 100, 150 feet of, of nylon, or yeah, nylon or mono. And what happened is that the pressure on the reel, um, the stuff, it, it, it would stacks up, but what it did is it dug into itself. Uh-huh. And when it hit, you know, the microfiber, uh, it wouldn't come out. It wouldn't. <laughs> it wouldn't come out because it was. It was. It got you know locked up. And you know after trying to get it in and out and in again, finally it took off and you know snap, it's gone. But I go, dang, I hate this stuff. And <laughs> you know it sounded like a good idea, but the early stuff was difficult to use, and a lot of people were concerned. You know, uh, you know, charter boat captain says, I don't want that stuff on my boat. And I go, why? Because you'll cut your finger off. 
Uh-huh. Uh, and But things have changed so much, and the line has changed so much, that it, it used to be kind of a you know, oval or flat, and it would dig into itself and stack up. But what you're doing now is completely different. It's, it, just, it acts almost like uh, mono. Yeah, we've learned a lot through the years about uh, construction. I mean, it is, it's a little rope if you think about it. If you look at it under a microscope, it's a, it's a small rope. Mm-hmm. And, um, if you think about, um, I mean, here's maybe something to get into people's brains. Think about a piece of twine and how if you were to wrap a piece of twine around uh, a cylinder, how it would dig into itself. Mm-hmm. And, and you probably found that out even yeah. spooling twine up. Okay. The early braids were more like that. And some of those braids that have fewer what we call carriers, which are the... Mm-hmm just the bundles of fiber themselves. Um, and now, the braids that we use more fiber bundles and we weave it together tighter, those, I used to sail a Hobie Cat mm-hmm. sailboat. I wish I still had the thing operating. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the ropes you buy for a catamaran or any kind of sailboat are round and they're very, yeah. you know, they're expensive ropes. Right. Uh, they're smooth. And so they, when you look at those ropes, they have a lot of bundles of fiber and they're very tightly woven. Right. And so then uh, they clean they stack right. fine. They right. do all these things, and so if you could think of that in miniature, that's the type of thing we're trying to do today. Okay. Well, uh, with Clay, Clay, unfortunately, this twelve minutes has went by way too fast. How about that? <laughs> yeah, about that. But uh, we appreciate that, and of course, we can find you anywhere. Is there a website, real quick, that people can learn about? Yeah, if you go to www.berkley, B-E-R-K-L-E-Y, dash fishing.com. Berkeleyfishing.com. Okay. Yep. Sounds good. Clay, we appreciate that. uh, And uh, keep sending me line, and I'll test it out for you. Let's go fishing. For your outdoor adventure in the West, CalParksCO.com is required. CalParks has 24 prime locations for camping, fishing, or boating. Lake Comanche has 54 miles of shoreline and three marinas west of San Francisco, known locally as Monster Lake because of the big fish in abundance. Lake Hemet is surrounded by the majestic beauty of tall pines and giant oaks in the mountains of Southern California, a majestic vacation spot. CalParks Company is your prime location for outdoor adventures in the West. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive, Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. The road stretches for miles in front of you. And with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway. So your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer 
resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio and enjoy the great outdoors. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio with Marco Farrell. And we have a line with us, a very, very important person who's the, um, I think that he's the janitor, uh, the uh, copywriter, the... Uh, um, well, he's also the publisher <laughs> of Bass Anger Magazine. <laughs> but, uh, and uh, we're fortunate. I'm the, I'm the fisherman that runs the magazine. <laughs> there you go. But uh, fortunately, he's out on the lake right now, but fortunately he's got a cell phone um, uh, reception. So we're going to talk to um, Mark Lassane from Bass Angler Magazine for a couple of minutes. And, you know, maybe we can find something out about bass angling. Hey, Mark, we were just talking to uh, uh, Clay. Clay from Berkeley Fishing Line. Uh, do you have any comments on bass angling, fishing line, and things that have kind of that you've seen change in the last few years? Well, you know, uh, fluorocarbon has come a long way in the last few years. You know, companies like Berkeley have come up with a great uh, uh, blend of plastics where fluorocarbon, when it first came out, it was really stiff. I mean, it, it's great line because it, it kind of disappears underwater, but it was really stiff. And now they've come up with a you know special blends that make them a lot more user friendly. Mm-hmm. Which, which makes them nice. Well, yeah, fluorocarbon. It's got really good. You know, uh, to me, I think probably one of the drawbacks is that uh, it's a little bit stiff, and the knot strength can be a little tricky. Uh, right. At least, at least in my opinion, because you know, I'm not, <laughs> I'm, I'm not much of a knotter, but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, I, I think that the knot strength has gotten a lot better over you know over time. Yeah. You know, with the, with their new blends, you know, they keep coming out with these. You know, each company has their own proprietary blend, and I know the like the Berkeley 100% fluorocarbon is really a great, super strong line. It's not real, real stiff. So you know the uh, the older fluorocarbons, it, the new ones are way better. Yeah, 
Well, also what we talked about when we were talking to Clay is about the uh, well, the micro braid, or you know, what are the what? How many different names are there, Marco? Uh, uh, a lot of them. A lot of them. Yeah. Microfiber, and yeah, they have, they have super, a lot of micro braid, super line micro braid. Yeah, but uh, I, I think I've, I've, that's become more popular with bass anglers, hasn't it? It has. You know, I'm I'm, uh, I'm looking at I have. You know, all my spinner rods up on my deck are all filled with that microfiber braid with, uh, you know, chopped with a fluorocarbon leader. Oh, okay. How much How much leader do you put on them? Um, you know, I put about 15 feet. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Not that and much. the reason yeah. the reason I do that is that when I'm fighting a fish, my, my rod is a, a seven, seven and a half foot long. So when I'm fighting a, a fish, I want to make sure that I at least have one or two wraps of the fluorocarbon on the reel. When I when I get the fish close to the boat, because uh-huh. if I get up, I don't want to be fighting against that knot right, you know, right at the boat, because mm-hmm. that's going to be your weakest point. Yep. So I want to have a couple of wraps mm-hmm. around my reel when I'm when I'm fighting that well, fish, right, especially right I, at the boat. I, 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 uh, <laughs> Mark, I, I'm going to say something that I'm not allowed to say. Oh, Clay said, "Do not bring that up. Don't even mention it." But uh, rumor has it. Uh, that someone's going to be coming out with a hollow braid uh, microfiber that uh, you insert the mono inside the line like a Chinese finger trap, and there's no knot. You know, if if you could, if they could do that for the real small braid, that yeah. would be. Well, I, I think it's be it's easier for the larger one. Be, you know, because yeah, yeah, it better. is. Yeah. yeah. But uh, we won't talk about that until we're allowed to. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we didn't talk about it. Yeah, okay. Having said that, uh, not only have the lines really improved, but also the knots. We don't, we no longer have just the the eight wrap snell knot and and barrel knot that we had when I was growing yeah. up. It seems like every week there's a new knot out there. Yeah. And, uh, well, you know what? You know the one that it's like talk about knots. Um, have you ever tried to do a bimini twist? I I have. I mean, it's like doing an Indian dance. I'll teach you how to do it. Okay. I, I've, uh, somebody <laughs> taught me how to do it in a way that's really simple. Really? Yeah. You don't have to put it around your legs and your feet and toes. You, and you all do, this, but yeah. but uh, yeah. once you do it a few times, it's actually a really, really good knot. Yeah. Uh, uh, again, every knot has its place, but mm-hmm. uh, I've, I've used it in different applications where I needed extra strength for big yellow tail up against heavy reefs and, and doubling up the leader um, or uh, as you used to have to do to yeah. connect uh, braid or, well you know you know what I do what's that I cheat it, it's, it's, it's in a, in a, you're going to laugh at it but you just tie a, a surgeon's loop uh-huh. on each line yeah and then you just slide it through yep yeah yeah now yeah. They've, they've gotten New knots have come up to where you don't need to do the bimini anymore. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, you saltwater guys have them fancy knots. Yeah. And freshwater guys, you know, we have a Palomar, a yeah. Prilene, and then a, 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 then a uni to uni, you yeah. know, we can tie yeah. two lines together. That's pretty much, for me, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Well, the, the, Three the, little simple yeah, knots. Exactly. Well, the Palomar is awesome because you can do it in the dark with your mm-hmm. eyes closed. You can, yeah, I can do that one. I can do that one blindfolded. Yeah. Nice yep. But uh, anyway, you're in Lake Nascimento right now. Uh, are you catching any fish? 
I am. Yeah, I'm actually catching quite a few. It's uh, it's it seems like it's been pretty good, pretty good for me anyway. Um, and that's uh, that's you know, in, in I'm, case I'm, uh, I have a tournament starts tomorrow, so I'm oh cool. I'm You're doing some do pretty well. Yeah. Okay. Well, in case anybody uh, has never heard of Lake Nascimento, which is uh, uh, if anybody can. Uh, Send me an email or call me and spell it correctly. I'll send you something. <laughs> there you go. It's John That's at good. fishtalkradio.com. Just go ahead and send me an email, and, and we'll send something out to you. Uh, but uh, anyway, it's in uh, uh, coastal central California. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty pretty little lake. It's, mm-hmm. you know, down about 26% right now. So you mean, I know we can no, really wait, use wait, 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 it's, here it, it's central, at 26 percent I'm sorry. It's down to 26% or it's down 26%? It's at 26%, so wow. it's down 70% there. Yeah, because we were just talking to Lake Comanche earlier, and they're about 80, 85%, and it's coming up. But, uh, yeah, well, we had a lot of rain up in Northern California, so yeah. that's been pretty good. Yeah. The Southern Southern California has been, you know, pretty tough. Oh gosh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been, and it just just keeps. Well, this year is the year. So, you know, I you know you talk about global warming and all this climate change and stuff. Well, yeah, of course there's climate change. You know, that's you know that's the history of the world. Um, but things do go in cycles, yeah, and I think they're, we're kind of due for, you know, to, for the pendulum to start swinging the other direction. Yep. I think so, yeah. It's been dry for so many years, and last year was was okay, and uh, you know, hoping this year is better. Yeah. Well, you're from a little bit farther north, but you're in California. What's that? I said you live in California, but a little farther north. I do. I, yeah, I live about... Uh, 200 miles north of Nacimiento mm-hmm. in the Bay Area, close to California Delta. Well, you're, you're, you're fishing in a tournament tomorrow. What's the season for bass tournaments? I would think they'd be about over by now, aren't they? No, you know, they have bass tournaments all year long. Um, you know, but the fishing part of it slows way down. You know, like right now, so Nacimiento, um, you know, on a good day, you can catch like 100 fish. Wow. So, but right, yeah, but right, you right now, it's, wow. you know, the water's cold. We're in the, you know, we're in the low 50s mid 50s and wow. you know you catch about 10 fish a day now mm-hmm. so it's uh you know it's a lot different than you know when it gets warm yeah well i don't know to me again i'm not a bass angler but it seems to me it takes about a thousand casts to catch one fish <laughs> well right now i think it's taking more than that <laughs> <laughs> but, you catching any I, other I, I any mean, other? I a whole lot of casts for just very few fish yeah you catching any other fish any bycatch up there no i haven't you know i know they have some hybrids up here and i haven't caught any of those yet yeah interesting interesting and uh, well anyway let's talk a little bit about uh, we don't have a whole lot of time but let's talk a little bit about uh, fall and winter bass fishing well, you know, in fall, in fall, kind of things start changing. You know, the shad start moving up the creeks, and you know, the fish, the fish kind of follow them up, and that's you know, that's kind of what happens through the winter, and then they, then they kind of, then the fish move back out to the main lake. The shad go deep, where the water's a little more stable, and uh, so that's, that's a, yeah, the fish go up the creeks, and then they move back out to the main lake, and then. You know, as it starts warming up, then they move back up into the creeks and up mm-hmm. into the flat and just start spawning in the spring. Well, in order, oh. so in other words, you're saying you you got to get deeper. Uh, this may sound like a stupid question, but how do you go deeper? How how do you fish deeper, or yeah. how do you, you know how do you how do you get the line? You know, how how deep do you have to go, and how do you get it down there? 
Well, you can fish, you know, anywhere from 20 to, you know, 80 feet deep. Uh-huh. And generally, you know, I mean, there's different different uh, methods. You know, to do that, you'll throw like a, a jig, which is, a, you know, a lead, mm-hmm. lead like a lure lead. with a skirt yeah. on it. You mm-hmm. put a little trailer on it. And, you know, you just lose a little heavier, one half ounce, three quarters of an ounce to get okay. down there. Um, you know, and there's worms and yeah. different things. You basically just use a heavier weight okay. um, to get it, you know, get it down there. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, uh, so, yeah, that's, you know, that your typical, you know, popper or something isn't going to work. It doesn't. You know, I mean, there's a rare occasions when, you know, when the fish will get active and come up and feed on bait and you can take advantage of it. But it's really a short window and you have to, it has to be like a, a perfect storm. You have to be in the right place at the right time and have the right lure on. And you probably just have a minute or two to catch them that way. Okay. All righty. Well, we're, uh, again, just seems like we're having fun and keep running out of time. So let's give a, <laughs> let's give a little bit of information about Mark Lassane and Bass Angler. Sure, sure. Well, you can find out more about us on BassAnglerMag.com. Mm-hmm. And we have a, a quarterly bass fishing magazine. So it's Bass... How-to. I'm sorry, it's BassAngler.com. BassAnglerMag.com. BassAnglerMag.com. Okay. Are you still there? Yeah, I think we may have lost him. Yeah, well, I said he was on the lake on his cell phone. So, But we got the information, BassAnglerMag.com. Well, I hope he didn't drop his phone. Maybe he hooked a big fish. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we're going to have to sign off of this one. But go to FishTalkRadio.com and uh, send me an email uh, about Nelson Bennett, and I'll send you something.